This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. And welcome to episode 73 of Unsocial Spectators. Hey now. Hello, hello. Uh, How you doing, man? Pretty What's good. The What's the health status? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, I got my I got a new battery in the car, so I can go to the doctor in the hospital next week. Yeah, so you're able to drive and get around with your foot and everything. No, I don't drive. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, my mother she drives, but. Uh, She's older, so we can get to the doctor and the hospital through residential neighborhood. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, we don't have to get on Big Street. Yeah, I wish I wish I had a place that I could count on because we're right behind a hospital here, but I won't go there. I mean, they just have, it's just the worst hospital. Yeah, the uh, hospital I go to is really good. So really, yeah, yeah it, here it's like that Baylor Scott and White that's taken over all the Baylor, or yeah, or or it's Baylor Scott and White, I think. Yeah, I don't know. There's a Scott and White cancer hospital down the road, but uh, uh, I'm I'm using Ascension Seton. So, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, w this week we watched Deranged <laughs> from 1974. Yes, this was fun. <laughs> yeah, I had a good time. I It was way better than I expected it to be. Um, Probably the biggest thing about this movie is it stars the guy who is the old man in Home Alone 1. Yeah. So it's a great double feature if you really want to just look at it as a cinematic universe of these two films. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, but he, he was really good in it. Yeah, so so Deranged is based on Ed Gein, yeah. which Ed Gein has been done as Psycho, as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like all these different ones. Uh -huh. but this one is the most accurate to his real crimes. Sure. Uh, I looked up uh, the crimes that uh, Ed had committed, and uh, it was just a little off from what the movie had showed. Uh, like yeah. Yeah, like uh, the girl worked in a hardware store, and then Ed Gein had m murdered someone who owned one. Yeah, and, yeah. So instead of being the, a young girl, it was the owner. And then the the woman that worked at the uh, bar, it, it was actually a woman who owned the bar. Yeah, yeah, and oh fuck, just so creepy just they gave him every element of the, i mean, I from mean it stalking was, it was comical at times oh yeah yeah because it was just but it was that borderline of really 
of, of horrific, like when he would put on like the skin on his face and sit with the dead family, you know? Oh God damn. Uh, And then just when he would talk about it, like he would just be so like, yeah, he he was totally uh, out of his mind. Oh yeah. And so, uh, uh, I'd looked up all the Ed Gein stuff because I hadn't really, you know, read about him since I discovered Texas Chainsaw Massacre back in the day. And I mean, he even looks like him with the fucking hunter's hat that he wears and everything. Cause, oh man, Ed just did fucked up shit. He grave robbed. He didn't, that was the thing that the film kind of tacked on was the necrophilia because that apparently never, never really happened, but they made it seem like it, it did for sensationalism. Uh-huh. The other weird part of the film was the narrator that just shows up randomly in yeah. scenes. And he looks like David Cross with a wig. <laughs> no, it reminded me of the guy from uh, Faces of Death. Oh, Francis B. Gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I it, it 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 made me think of like Monty Python, like it was going into another sketch or something, and this guy would just come in and start talking about it. But uh, he would kind of narrate the their emotions and stuff, but really he wasn't that necessary because the guy no. kinda, pretty much pulls it off. Yeah, yeah, the 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 he could the movie could have just been fine without him. Yeah. Um, It it was just the unsettlingness of like when you go through the list of things that Ed had done that were in the kind of in the film because he would like skin women and like wear their faces as a mask. He had he had taken a face and turned it into like a lampshade. And, uh, God, what else? Like, it was just so fucked up. Like, it, and what at the core of it seems to be his mother who raised him like very, uh, religious and that women were bad, sin is bad, sex yeah, is bad. Uh, well, well, Psycho was based on that game too. So, yeah. And, so it, if you look and at that inc- relationship. yeah, it includes the, uh, taking his mom out of the grave. And all the taxidermy stuff and all that stuff, shit. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I feel like Anthony Perkins' uh, twist on it is just his own characterization of this quiet, meek man that you wouldn't expect. Right. And then just that look at the end with the voiceover, the way he kind of looks up like this man wouldn't hurt a fly and he looks at the camera. God damn, he's so good in that. Yeah, he's he's impressive. And Psycho 2 is really good as well. Yeah, that was a real wild choice for them to like come back and do a sequel to. But but that was like the thing back in the day is like suddenly they started doing, you know, everything was being a sequel. And they're like, well, what if we did a sequel to a movie from the 60s in the 80s? Yeah, uh, yeah I think it's a real under, uh, underrated uh, horror sequel. Because it is Anthony Perkins directing, right? Or does he do three? I don't know, but two is really good. Okay. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, Yeah, but I really enjoyed this film. I would recommend it to any horror fan that's never seen it. 
Yeah, I almost wanted to do like an Ed Gein ranking of all the, the attempts at it. But then I, I would have to say this would be like one of the top movies and the remake of Psycho would be one of the bottom. Yeah. Vince Vaughn was not a great Norman Bates. Well, uh, Vince Vaughn is not a very good actor. He I really mean, isn't. Yeah, I mean, he plays Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah, which isn't acting. <laughs> uh, so what else have you been watching this week? Um, back on Righteous Gemstones, you know, just trying to get caught up where you are. Uh, it's still, I think I'm watching it more for John Goodman than anything else. And it, uh -huh. and it just, and it keeps me in just cause he's, he's just so good. Yeah. You know, uh, like I'm thinking maybe his best film was 10 Cloverfield Lane. Barton Fink. Barton Fink. Yeah. Uh, I, and, I, mean, I forget he worked with the Coen brothers. I mean, like, Big Lebowski's fucking huge, too. And he was really good in True Stories. Yeah. I mean, I think that's his best film. All right. Yeah, wow. or her, his best acting performance. It's really good, man. Man, I just, 10 Cloverfield Lane is like just. Oh, it's it great. Comes at you, yeah, it comes at you from a different place because he has always played like the good guy, Dan Connor, for such a long period of time to see him be this kind of uh, twisted. Uh, the, but you're not sure of. You're very unsure of him most of the movie. I mean, he's great in 10 Cloverfield Lane, but it's no King Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> We should have a King Ralph episode. Uh, nah. Oh, no. You know what we should do is a Pee Wee Herman uh, uh, go through all of his films. His um, filmography is wild because you can start with Cheech and Chong and go into Blow and just all kinds of different shit. Yeah. he Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty. he did a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, I've been going back and watching all those uh, Letterman appearances and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, I saw some like starting to trend, but I didn't know which one was the best one. I may go back and watch them all, like you were saying. Uh, so I watched uh, The Descent Part Two. You and know, it's yeah. The first <laughs> one I enjoyed. The second it's... one's like. Eh. The first one's Neil Marshall, and it's like one of his best. And I fucking love that movie because it just—it's not what you expect it is, and it plays out great. Yeah, but the second one's just. Eh. Yeah, I don't really see a need for a second one. No, like, but it's—it's. It's, I feel like horror is one of those genres that you—you you will get a sequel even if it has nothing to do with the first film. Right. Right. Because it was such a thing done back in the 70s, 60s and 70s when they could take parts of a film and put it together and say, well, we had a we had this really successful film here in Italy. We'll just make it a sequel to that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was OK. I didn't turn it off. Yeah. Uh, then I watched uh, Boy A. Um, this is a pretty wild film. 
Really? What's it called? A Boy A uh, stars Andrew Garfield. It's from 2007. It's about this kid who, when he was younger, he had killed a child. He and his friend had killed this little girl. And and then he gets released and uh, gets to start his life over with a new name. And then uh, he uh, uh, saves this girl who was in an auto accident. And uh, uh, they figure out he's this kid who uh killed the uh, kid when he was like 12 or something and uh his whole life gets screwed up again you know it's garfield is great i mean he's a really great actor these days oh yeah like anytime he's in something he's just fucking awesome it's it's wild that we had him as uh, spider-man and just they gave him such shit but if you haven't seen it i have a copy if you want to see it so it says it's streaming on tubi that's why i thought you had no i i had uh i had a copy of it i was trying to watch the boy on my plex server but uh I started this and it was like, oh no, it's boy A. I had it, Plex mislabeled it in my archive, uh, so so it was. Yeah, I said, well, I'll go ahead and watch this, and, uh, and then I was like, all right, this is pretty good. So I enjoyed that. So yeah, I recommend that. Okay. It just seems like a bummer of a story, though. Yeah, but but I think it's worth watching. Okay. Uh, so, what have you been watching? Um, on Shudder, they had this movie, and it's it's called Last and First Men, and it's it, as I describe it, it will put you to sleep. But I really <laughs> dug it. It's it's. Yeah, it's like 90 minutes, but it's one of the oldest sci-fi stories. Uh, it it was published in the 30s, and it's from uh, a person who is uh, writing about the 18 ascensions of man, like from human to evolving itself. Like there are different levels like it's it, it has evolved from. And but the movie is just Tilda Swenson reading a condensed version of this story hmm. while the the camera does shots, these like really artistic shots of like World War II uh, sites and uh, 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 markers. It is, it, but it's Tilda Swenson's voice as she kind of ex, is explaining everything, and they've condensed this story down to an hour and a half. But it was almost like it's a, like a mood. I remember what, there was a movie you had watched where it, it was like about a kid, and from shot from his perspective, you said that it was like a vibe. This sure. one's kind of that too. You kind of have to be in the mood to just kind of listen to her tell the story. The visuals are okay, uh, but it was from a guy who was a composer, so he did all the music to it. And uh, 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 it was released two years after his death. This was the only movie he ever made. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. 
Yeah, so it was on AMC, so you can probably check it out on on or it's on Shutter. On Shutter. So find yeah, so you can find it on AMC. I canceled Shutter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got so I've got like a little bit of this month left, but that and Apple, like if Joe Bob isn't going to be on Shutter, I don't really see any point of it because like most of the horror movies I've done, like as you've talked about what you've seen on Tubi, I can find that exact movie on Tubi. It may yeah. not be a certain quality like Shutter gets, but Shutter's lost all their staff with that was curating stuff. Yeah, so. uh, Shutter's going through. Uh, I mean, the rumor out here is they're going to shut it down. Yeah, I, I mean, if they're a AMC, I wouldn't be surprised if they just go, "Well, Shutter's now AMC, and you're just going to get a subscription to that." Yeah, well, AMC has lost millions of people on AMC Plus. Yeah. Well, they, they were gambling on The Walking Dead, it felt like. No, people signed up to watch uh, uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, and when that and ended, that they lost. ended, poof. So. It, that's wild that they just can't seem to, like, they could find, like, one great show, like Mad Men, Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Saul. Like, they, you know, and then Walking Dead was, like, this kind of, toy store of, yeah. of like oh we could make other worlds and we could do all this shit and then they just kind of broke it well they they had a show called uh great wins that was good and they had uh i went back and watched all the americans and then watched uh i thought the americans was fx yeah but it's, it was on uh it was i think it was on uh amc amc Okay. Maybe, maybe not, but I watched Halt Catch Fire on AMC. Yeah, that is a good show. Yeah, uh, yeah I forgot about that one, too. It, it Not a lot of people have watched it. But... It's great. It's really great. Yeah. But yeah, uh, then I watched, uh, for the first time, Star 80. Oh, wow. Like, for the first time... That... I mean, uh, what's his name that's in it? Fucking uh, Eric Roberts, yeah. dude. I mean, that's the role. Yeah, I mean, he's that, great. He's that great. Dude that dude peaked right there and just said, all right. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's yeah, it. I'm and, just going to keep just um, doing movies, but this is the best. Mary Will, Mary Will Hemingway is really good in it. Yeah. And, and uh, what was his name? He played Hefner. Oh, shit. I don't know. Well, uh, the, he 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 was in a lot of those airport movies, I think. Oh, Cliff Robertson. Yeah, Cliff yeah, he was he. He's good Hefner. Yeah, he's uh, uh, Peter Parker's uncle that dies in yeah. the Tobey Maguire version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was good too. But yeah, I wow. enjoy Star Eighty. Uh, man, that movie's fucking heavy, and it gets it all. I mean, this dude was a creep that was just holding on to Dorothy Stratton as some sort of, like... It, I felt like she was more of a possession, and yeah. then and, and then her, her money was secondary. Like, he was just going to bankroll off of her, uh, yeah, just her looks. It's interesting. They, uh, the filmmakers had to change uh, Peter Bogdanovich to this other director because uh, he was threatening to sue about it. If yeah, but if you read the, his name. 
Yeah, Peter Bogdanovich trying to have a, this relationship with her, and she was like, how old at the time? Well, she was old enough to... Uh... Uh, I mean, she had married the Eric Roberts character. I yeah. thought he killed her when he, they were. She was trying to divorce him. Yeah, she did. Okay. No, she never mar- married Bogdanovich. Uh, he was just kind of guarding her. You know? Oh, I thought they had a relationship. I thought uh, no, was- no, he was trying to. He did have a relationship, but he was trying to help her leave the marriage. Okay. Uh, when uh, uh, her husband killed her, she man, she she just has a sad story. Like yeah. it's just yeah. But if you want to see her, uh, I think her best movie is uh, Galaxina. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, that it was pretty interesting. I, yeah, I liked it. I finished watching Righteous Gemstone season three. Yeah, and it's it's amazing, man. Really? Yeah, that's All really right. good. You're gonna yeah. love it. <laughs> I've got to just put it on and and get get caught up. Uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, the new season of How to with John Wilson started, and it, I fucking love this show, but huh. I can't get anyone else to watch. It's on Max. Oh, never heard of it. So, John Wilson, it's like, it's produced by Nathan Fielder. So, that gives you kind of the vibe of the comedy. And this guy is like a documentarian. So, he just like films stuff. So, he cuts this film down into these uh, shows that are like, like the first episode of this season is like by far the best episode of the whole show. And you don't have to watch them in order because they're all like about different topics. Right. And so the first episode, he talks about finding a bathroom in New York, like how their stores don't allow, don't have public bathrooms. You have to buy something if you, you know, just the the troubles that they're, the public restrooms they used to have got shut down and why. And like, as he tells his story, he uses this material he has, this, uh, the, the footage he has uh, to tell you. And it comes across in such a funny way that I just love it. And uh, I mean, by the, in the first episode, like he's, he kind of just goes along with the flow of like, if the story leads him somewhere, he goes there. So halfway through the episode about finding a bathroom, he ends up at Burning Man. (laughs) (laughs) He, 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 he runs into a woman who uh, is in an RV, living out of our RV, and so he he's like showing the bathroom, and and you know uh, she lets him use the bathroom, and then she's like he's interviewing her about uh, what she's doing and why she has this, and she's like, oh, I'm going to Burning Man. Do you want to go? Or no, no, she she doesn't ask him. He goes, well, can I go? And she has to think about it, and she's like, sure. So he's fucking going to Burning Man halfway through this thing. And then when he gets there, he had filmed all this footage, and he got and and he discovers that another document uh, documentary crew was shooting footage, so he can't use any of his footage because they have a copyright claim on anything shot during that time period. It's just fucking weird and funny. Like it, he can just give you laugh after laugh with footage, the narration, and the topic, and uh-huh. that's it. 
and it's hilarious. They'll probably get canceled, oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, like everything else on HBO. But uh, the first episode by far is one of my favorites. So if you get uh, if you get a Max subscription, it's worth checking out. How yeah, to with John Wilson? Uh, yeah, I have Max. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, and uh, because I watched uh, the Omega Man on Max. Omega Man, so good. I love that fucking movie. A first watch. That was a first watch for you? Yeah. Wow, how cool. I watched this as a kid, and it got me into, like, Charlton Heston made all these apocalyptic movies, and it was in Planet of the Apes, and I loved Planet of the Apes, and then I saw this Omega Man, I'm like, this guy's the last man on Earth everywhere. And it is just so fucking cool. Uh, I love the fact that it's also a part of the inspiration for Mystery Science Theater. Like Joel talks about uh, when Heston's sitting in the theater watching Woodstock, how he came up with the idea with his robots from the Bruce Stern movie. Uh, shit, I hate that I can't Silent think. Running. Silent Running, yes. Uh, so basically, Mystery Science Theater is a combination of Silent Running meets Omega Man uh, as, <laughs> as you see Heston just laughing in the theater. I, I fucking love that movie. And then that's one of my favorite books is uh, Richard Matheson's I Am Legend. Yeah. Which this is a second attempt to remake it. And yeah. then the third attempt was the Will Smith version. Yeah, I'd seen the first one years ago on TV. The uh, Vincent Price one? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. It's uh, it's a little more... It's probably the most book accurate of the... Of, the footage done sure of the films made yeah but i am legend had to ramp it up yeah they're trying to turn that into a massive ip like yeah, they're gonna there, have a, there's a, a, a s sequel coming i am legend sequel that's not the way it works like that's so fucking dumb of, of I, course oh that's so dumb <laughs> we're we're going to make a franchise out of The Last Man on Earth, but he dies in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. Steve Niles adapted uh, I Am Legend into a book. He He's a comic book writer who does mainly horror. He, he uh, created uh, 30 Days of Nights. Uh, if you've seen that, that's a great vampire film. Uh, but he was a young writer who wanted to do a comic book version of this. So he tracked down Matheson and paid him, I think, like a dollar. Matheson took a dollar for the comic book rights so that he could uh, adapt it into a comic book form. And uh, it's one of my favorite comics uh, oh, uh, adaptations. I love it. Cool. And I got to meet Steve Niles and he autographed it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so I watched, uh, uh, there's this... Uh... Uh, I talked about it last week. It's a executive producer Roger Corman. It's oh, a it's a uh, Mark Hamill film. Yeah. About called Virtually Heroes. <laughs> He's, how much do you hate this movie? Because you warned me about it. Dude, this sucks. <laughs> it's about these uh, two. Uh, video game guys, not players, characters. Yes. Who are trying to uh, 
one of them is trying to, uh, you know, play the game. The other one is trying to fall in love with this lady, the reporter. Yeah. And they're in Vietnam and they die and play it over again until they find like, it's, and Mark Hamill is this monk that uh, one of them finds in the forest and he tells them how to, uh, I guess, meditate to where he becomes a better video game character or learns the secret is like up, down, up, down, left, right. I mean, it's bad, dude. Oh, man. I mean, I feel this bad is, when Mark Hamill took a lot of these shit roles like this. This is like, they say it's a long lost film. There was a reason it was lost. <laughs> it is total shit. Oh, man. So it, it, it was two self-aware characters inspired by like two self-aware characters in a Call of Duty type game. Yeah, and Mark Hamill didn't even show up till last... 15 minutes. Yeah, and he's like second build. Yeah, he so it, he shows up to cash a check. So, so Roger Corman just had this extensive library of stock footage of war that he wanted to use, and that's why this movie got made. <laughs> it's bad, dude. It's just fucking bad. Well, I mean, that's his that's his gig though is to take and just use footage to make movies. Like he's made uh, like he did the deal for Fast and the Furious because the the title was one of his movies, and uh, he ended up selling it for the rights to uh, the Sony Library and made a full movie out of stock footage called um, um, Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I like some of his shit, but he's made the best Fantastic Four movie ever. Because the studios can't get it right, but his old I have uh, I I I got one of his uh, copies of uh, Fantastic Four, like in the early days of VHS bootlegs at cons because uh, it was really hard to find because the movie was made to not make money, it was just made to hold the rights to the Fantastic Four. So they were like they got Corman who could do it on the cheap, but he still really tried to make a movie. And there's a documentary about it called doomed because uh basically they interview all the actors and people who worked on the film saying you know you know this was never meant to be released as entertainment but you guys really tried to make a good movie here and they talk about it it's a great documentary i love battle of the beyond the stars oh fucking great great fucking corman movie Oh, it's so good, and it's and it's basically like Seven Samurai in space. Yeah, spaceships. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, then, speaking of that, uh, Buckets of Blood with Dick Miller is like the best old Roger Corman. Uh, yeah, I, I watched uh, the Ice Pirates from the eighties. Oh my god, that's Robert Urich, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. I don't think I've seen it since. Oh, uh, it's free on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Wow, John Carradine. I forget. Uh, it has uh, 
the guy uh, from Beauty and the Beast. Ron Perlman. Yeah. It's got John Batuzak. Yeah. It's great. I don't remember. Like I remember, it was supposed. It was trying to be funny, and it wasn't very funny. It's pretty funny. I Is mean, it? space herpes. <laughs> oh man, whoever thought that the, the top billing Robert Urich, Mary Crosby, and Michael D. Roberts like? <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It made money. I lo- I loved it as a kid. It's perfect twelve year old movie. Twelve year old yeah. movie, you know. And then this morning I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, on Peacock. Yeah, yeah that's. I figured it was an eh. It's okay. It. Given this and the Bob Hoskins one, which one would you rather watch? Dude, I love the original. It's so <laughs> hilarious. It is so weird. It is fucking weird. It's like John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins, and uh, Dennis... Uh, Hopper. Hopper. Dennis Hopper looks fucking wild in that movie. Yeah, but... And it is so but, weird. But who played Toad? I forget. The guy who uh, sang Elvis is everywhere. Now I may have to go rewatch this. Uh, I met him at uh, South by Southwest Pancake Breakfast once. Oh, really? Yeah. What was he like? Mojo Nixon. What was that? What was he like? He was funny as hell. Bob Hoskins is a fucking top level actor, and and he had just some really weird fucking movies he did in the night. Dennis Hopper, man. Yeah, I mean they went from like the independent film. I mean Dennis Hopper was doing Corman stuff early, and then went from doing independent film to just uh, well, he did you know Lynch. He does uh, Blue Velvet right yeah. now. That's probably I would love for the kid who discovers Dennis Hopper through the Super Mario Brothers movie to go watch Blue Velvet. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I've been watching. Yeah, that's pretty much the same thing for me. The only other thing is I bought a a, 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 a steelbook for the first time in a long time. Uh, it's dinner time. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the last volume, and uh, went through the commentary track. I just love that series. It's just uh, one of those. I, I could you just... could you rip it for me? Uh, it's on Blu-ray and 4K, and I I don't have uh, oh okay rip for that. Okay. But yeah, that's that, that, that's all I've been watching, man. Um, and next week, uh, oh shit, what are we gonna uh, watch? Um, uh, the there's a it was an Asian film, horror film. Fuck, I'm pulling up Discord now. Yeah, it's in Discord. Uh. The Vanishing? No. 
Well, I'd suggested that Marjo one from 72. Yeah. But we, oh, it's, it must be in the other. Fuck. No, I had asked you in there in general. Oh, okay. That's right. If you'd seen it. I do not fucking see it. Well, anyways, we're, <laughs> we're watching an Asian horror film next week. Yeah. We'll and uh, the only news I have is Loki season two is going to have K. Hugh Kwan. Yeah, he was in the trailer. Like, yeah. I was super excited to see him. I didn't, I, I think I remember seeing him like on the red carpet or something talking about doing a Marvel thing and didn't know it was this so that's pretty cool yeah okay I'm totally down to see some short round we'll see everybody then next week for the show <laughs> see ya go go feed them go feeding them <laughs> diggle